0: Hey y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Educated Food Podcast. We do want to apologize for the audio quality in this episode. Internet connection just wasn't that great. Hope you enjoyed the episode. And welcome back to the Educated Food Podcast. I am one
1: half of the Educated Food Podcast, Dr. Jeff Alexander. And I'm your other half, Jarrell. Welcome back to another week, everybody. What's up? What's up?
0: we back for another week, yeah. and we back begging like we do every week. <laughs> so go ahead, yeah, exactly. follow us, like us, share us, tell all your folks about the Educated Food Podcast as we continue to try to grow this podcast, you know. Dynasty or whatever we want to call
1: it. Exactly. <laughs> the Empire so, Strikes Back. The
0: Empire. That's definitely what we trying to do. That was the word I was looking for, actually it was Empire. I say it every episode and forgot this episode. Words are escaping me right now. I'm a little tired, a little tired. So um, We gonna do like we do every week and we're gonna check in. So
1: how you doing, man? Yeah man. Um I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a, a pretty, you know, fair week. Um, just been working a lot, you know, doing some stuff. Uh, we are really in an interesting moment in history, uh, especially with regard to higher education, right? Um, we are we are now in the point where we have, you know, we've, we've recruited students. Um, we are thinking about how do we retain these students, right? And how do we keep the doors open with the students that we have? Um, instead of constantly having to refresh the wheel, right? And, and, and recruit more students, recruit more students. Uh, and so it has been challenging to think about or develop strategies to retain the students that we have. I mean, people are just tired, man. Um, these students are exhausted. Uh, they have competing priorities. Uh, we have so many, you know, students working to the point where we just getting diminishing returns right now, right? Like we have students who are working 40 plus hours going to class, they're in class, but they're not really in class. They're focused about you know, they focused on life, they focus on this, they focus on that and they're not retaining the information and so that makes it challenging for us and it also doesn't put us in a spot where we are uh, successfully keeping them in the doors. Uh, I mean their jobs and stuff like that are the priorities that compete against us and we're losing. So we're still trying to figure out how we keep these students here. Uh, Well, I won't say we're losing. What I will say is the the battle is still not won. (laughs) We're still fighting. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. How about you, man? Same exact boat. Literally. Mm -hmm.
0: Same conversations. um, Same fight, right, Mm -hmm. Um, at my school. Yep. We we did a good job in bouncing back from last year's enrollment, right? Yeah. At least with new students, we did a good job. We were back to where we are normally at with our new student enrollment, mm-hmm. but our continuing student enrollment is down over a thousand students. Yeah, for sure. So like so that's where I've been, the same headspace, the same conversations with my team. It's like what the students that we have here mm-hmm. What is it that we need to do? What do we need to provide to make sure they're back next
1: year? Right. Yeah.
0: Right. Because right. we just can't keep bringing in new students and then those new students don't finish. And we just continue to. Sign. Yeah. Uh, we have to try to figure out how to bring these students back. And it's interesting. I just did a presentation on Wednesday about, you know, the impact COVID has had on our students. Yeah. Uh, from food insecurity. Mm-hmm. To really their mental health. Right. And like how for many of them, school is still not a priority. They can't concentrate on school. Right. Because they're concentrating on the uncertainty of life because we're still in this pandemic. Yeah. Um, um, it's just, it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy times. And I'm trying to figure this out. Right. Because for me, I always say like education is an equalizer. Right. Exactly. But it's the students who, are working right it's the mm-hmm. students that we're trying to you know give these opportunities to those are the students that are struggling the rich students they're they're still here yeah. they can come because they don't have to work it's those other students that i'm really that we're trying to focus and that we're losing and it's difficult it's difficult. It's hard. It's definitely a challenge. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where where I've been at, you know, work wise in my headspace is trying to figure this out. Yeah.
1: And I also think it's really challenging and in, uh, in, in, in shout outs to you all. Right. Like our enrollment management folks who are on the ground, like boots to the floor, working dog tired to, you know, recruit students recruit students who are, you know, going to be a part of this uh, atmosphere, because without you all, I mean, we really have nothing. I mean, my my area is more so retention. Um, but without the support that you all give us, which is bringing these students through the door, we have nothing and, and the college has nothing. So I think that we are burning out our enrollment management folks. By you know not focusing on you know how we retain these students at this campus, like we have to do a better job on our end to support you all too, because y'all can't keep spinning your gears getting these students in, and then we're just losing them by the wayside. That that doesn't that Mm -hmm. doesn't complement your work, you know.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it could be disheartening to to an admissions staff, right? right? Um, Because yeah, we get them in, and then we we look at the numbers of those that we're losing, and we're like. Yo, we're chasing a target that we're never going to hit, right? Mm-hmm. And for me and mine, we we are enrollment, but we also retention related as right, well. Right, exactly. So, yeah, you know, we hit and hit with the double sword. Mm-hmm. Right? We got them in. Now we're not even keeping them. It's just yeah. you know, it, it's tough going into work every day feeling like you're like you're fighting in a losing battle. Right? Yeah, that sucks. That it's
1: really like sucks.
0: It's like you're fighting a losing battle. It's like
1: that's up.
0: And like. This is what we care about. Like we care about students finishing. Yeah. But seeing them not finish is difficult. It's, it's, it's difficult. So mm-hmm. but you know, that's kind of you know, that's the work thing. That's where we at. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um I need people to just go ahead and, and get jabbed yeah. and yeah. um let the world kind of go back to somewhat some normalcy, mm-hmm. and it'll make it a little bit easier to keep these students where they, they're not focusing on all these other external factors. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. Y'all need to stop listening to the Kyrie Irvins of the oh, world and just go ahead and get jabbed up. Kyrie Irving, boy.
1: That was something I wanted to <laughs> talk about. So, if you wanted to uh, expand on that a little bit more, man, I, I got some thoughts on that. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, we can't yeah. right. So talked about it briefly mm-hmm. last episode or a couple of episodes ago. I just like to miss in misinformation um, that was being put out there by, you know, athletes, mainly in the NBA right now, because the NBA season is starting. Mm-hmm. And then also question like our black celebrities. Cause then like uncle Luke has something to say in response to a video or well, not even a video. So Kyrie Irving went live yep. two, three days ago. It was like 26 minutes of just pure confusion, yep. like pure confusion, pure contradictories. Um, as he tries to explain what happened this year and why he's not playing for the Nets currently because he's unvaccinated. Yep. And he's not playing because he's not unvaccinated. He's not playing, well, that's well, one of the reasons. But because he lives in New York, New York has a mandate that for any indoor activities, yep. you have to be vaccinated or at least have one shot, not even fully vaccinated. Yeah. At least have one shot. And Kyrie is unvaccinated. Yeah. Um, and he says he needs more time to make a decision. He needs more information, which frustrates me because the NBA
1: mm-hmm.
0: literally has the top doctors in the world informing your athletes on this vaccination. That's one. the The one thing that buzzed me the most about athletes, especially when they be like, "Yo, that's HIPAA." I'm not gonna mm-hmm. tell you. I'm like, but you allow your team to tell us you're injured and you're gonna be out. Like, that's more of a HIPAA violation in my opinion <laughs> than telling me if you're vaccinated. Telling me you have a broken ankle and gonna be out four months, I feel like that's closer to a HIPAA violation. But right, exactly. It. Um <laughs> so um so Kyrie went on saying he's he's being the voice for the voiceless, which once again is a contradictory because honestly the real voiceless people in all this is the over seven hundred thousand people who've died due to COVID. That's who is actually mm-hmm. voiceless. Or the voiceless people who are working those um jobs such as waitresses waiters you know the the boots on the ground people who are trying to deal with this because so many people are' vaccinated they're voiceless not the people who are refusing to get vaccinated mm-hmm. that's not the voiceless um, but you know he's doing it for the voiceless he doesn't feel it's right that people are losing their jobs due to mandates so he's going to be the voice for the voiceless. Um, it's not about money, but then in the same breath he was like, Do you think I want to lose all this money? Right. <laughs> but walking contradiction. Exactly. Um and I can't take Kyrie serious anymore because he wears unk rings. I can't take him seriously anymore.
1: He wears unk rings? Yeah, unk and rings. I can't take him oh, seriously. Oh my anymore. god.
0: Like you throw those on. As a man, like Hold women, up. all right, I get Hold it. Hold up, up. But 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 dudes, you wear unk and rings? Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't, I can't listen to you no more. The
1: part, the part that really confused me about that, that Kyrie Irving live was when he was like, you know, I, I just, well, actually, let me back up. That goes back to what I've said from, you know, a few pods ago, you all need some media training because if you're going to get on your live or you're going to do this, you're going to do that as a celebrity basketball player. You need to know how to communicate with your audience And like you said, it was a bunch of a a ball of confusion. Right. And so with Kyrie, I'm like, first, you need a media training specialist to help you out, to help you communicate, to help you get your message across because it was confusing and and, and just ridiculous. Then secondly, but most importantly, when he said, you know, I'm not getting vaccinated, I'm not going to be a part of that machine or a part of that scam or something like that, he said. And I was like, a part of what? He was like, y'all can be a part of that if y'all want to, but I'm not going to be a part of that. What are you talking about, sir? Are you still on that theory that there are microchips in the (laughs) vaccines or that there is some kind of deadly virus underlying that lays dormant in the vaccine that the government can initiate or trigger inside of you? What are you saying, sir? What are you saying? What are you saying? You're not going to be a part of that. So you weren't a part of inoculations when you had to go to school. You weren't a part of getting vaccines when you went to college. You weren't a part of getting vaccines when you get regular physicals. Don't you get flu shots, my my dude? I I said I was going to stop saying the N-word. So don't you get flu shots, my dude? Like, what's happening? (laughs) Stop this. Cut it out.
0: And, like, this is this is like the one thing that, that frustrates me the most. Right. So he, he is a really great philanthropist, mm-hmm. right? Like he's done some really great things. But then he's also said some really dumb things and he contradictions. He's a walking contradiction. Right. So he doesn't believe in the vaccine. He believes in natural healing, Um, which he's been vaccinated before he went to school. You've <laughs> so been vaccinated. Um But like, he his his mother is Native American, right? Mm-hmm. And he was just at Standing Rock. Okay. Um earlier about two months ago.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, he was at Standing Rock two months ago. Mm-hmm. Right. And he he did the rite of passage, he did all these things. Okay. But Standing Rock, the people who live there on that reservation, those Native Americans, mm-hmm. right? They're vaccinated.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I wanna say of everyone who's eligible to get vaccinated at Standing Rock is vaccinated. So, so like, what what are you doing? Like, what where, where, what do you stand for? Right? Like, that makes zero sense. And he was there, he literally is probably the only unvaccinated person there. So he was
1: putting all those people okay. at risk. So humor me. Native people <laughs> of any people know that they're getting vaccinated because they ain't messing with diseases that once wiped out Native people, right? If no one else knows what it feels like to have the population of your people destroyed by these harmful contagions, it is Natives. Do we not remember 1492, when Columbus sailed to Ocean Blue and brought all these damn smallpox and all this other kind of stuff to Native American uh, people and nearly wiped out certain tribal nations. Native Americans of all people know that it is healthy and beneficial to get inoculated because of the deadly potential it has. (laughs) I don't understand. So that's what I'm saying, like, he talks out of both sides of his mouth, which
0: makes you not want to listen. I don't to understand. Him. Like it makes zero I'm not, I'm not against the vaccination. I'm not an unvaxxer, but I'm not going to get vaccinated.
1: It makes no sense.
0: Dog, then that's exactly that's what you're talking about. It makes no sense.
1: It makes and no you're spreading misinformation. Like, so
0: like, and you're spreading, and that's the part, like you're spreading misinformation, misinformation that is dangerous. And then what, what I talked about last time, which frustrates me, mm-hmm. which now, I have evidence that no, there's white celebrities who say this mm-hmm. is too. Um, it's then you get celebrities jumping on, right? Yeah. Stefan Marbury compared him to Muhammad Ali, mm-hmm. he called him the Muhammad. Ali. Jeez, <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. yo, and which I didn't know, but you know, there's the internet, you just Google some things, mm-hmm. right? Muhammad Ali literally was a spokesperson for vaccinations <laughs> for public, oh my schools. God. that's one, right? So no. Thank Two, you. Muhammad Ali lost years of his career yes. fighting against an unjust yes. war. It was a war. No. He didn't believe in going to kill people who did nothing wrong no. to him when he was being treated as a dog in his own who wanted him to fight for him. Hello. That's what he lost. Hello. Can't compare him to Colin Kaepernick. No. Colin Kaepernick had clear goals. No. Like he you knew what he stood for. It was very, very clear. Yes. Right, yeah, priest brother. Stop comparing Kyrie Irving, who is afraid of needles. That's what I'm gonna say. He's afraid mm-hmm. of needles, which he can be afraid of needles because I know he's been shot up millions of times oh. in the NBA with his bad knees and
1: ankles. He's
0: always hurt, so I know he's been shot up, not knowing what's in those trucks, like, like, all, all that kind up. of
1: stuff like that. Like,
0: yeah, that made you eligible to play. You didn't care what's in that, so like you're a walking contradiction, and it's I can't. it's frustrating. It's frustrating every time I see a black celebrity or a black public figure mm-hmm. spewing misinformation. In, right, mm-hmm. like it's just ridiculous. And Uncle Luke, oh right? he was God. like, please, "If, please if women can make please. choices about their body, why can't Kyrie?" Oh, my God. Well, not the same. Not a, a woman choosing not to get pregnant is not killing thousands of people.
1: Reproductive justice is not the same as <laughs> you know, ignorant as to your native tribal land and potentially spreading a harmful disease. I, I don't get it. It's it,
0: it it blows it blows my mind. It it blows my mind. These people aren't doing the same math. They're not, they're not like math. Them, One plus one equals three. I'm like, no. no. Did you see? Like their math is imagined.
1: Did you see what Marjorie Tyler Green retweeted from some some random dude on the internet? Blew up when he said the NBA let Magic Johnson play with HIV for years, <laughs> yet Kyrie Irving protests the COVID vaccine and they won't let him play. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene with her ignorant self, ma'am, you are a whole representative for a district in Georgia on the federal level. And you retweeted this (laughs) ignorance in
0: 2021. The reason why I'm laughing so hard... because somebody Ooh. retweeted that, right? Retweeted her Ooh. with a question. And it was like, was he raw-dogging people at halftime?
1: <laughs> and, and, and then there was one response like, unless Shaq was raw-dogging Mo' Cheeks, this <laughs> nothing to do <laughs> with anything. <laughs> or or this comparison is by far the most far of comparison I've ever heard before. Like, come on, bro. I, I'm so tired. I can't even begin to go into how that was incredibly, incredibly irresponsible from a U.S. representative to post about people living with HIV. I just don't get it. And I, I don't get it. So, like, for me personally, right? Whenever I am
0: on the side of something, mm-hmm. and then people who I genuinely never agree with are on that same mm-hmm. side, it's time for me to check myself. It is. It is. Right? It's time for me. So, like, when you have, if I was Kyrie and Ted Cruz is oh, using yeah. me, Donald Trump Jr. is agreeing with me, I'll sit back and be like, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> like, uh I'm like, you are. I might be wrong. Let me uh let me let me take a step back. Let me let me
1: uh
0: let me figure this out, right? It's like there was, those those at least for me are clear signs that you might be on the right, wrong side of things mm-hmm. if people who you fundamentally do not agree yeah. with are siding with you, mm-hmm. you might be on the wrong side of it. Yes. Things. Especially collectively. So that's some advice when it collectively. Yes. Exactly. So that's some advice for y'all. If you are ever on the you're standing firm to something and people who you genuinely never agree with is agreeing with you. You might want to check your stats. You might want to check your stats.
1: You might be on the wrong
0: side. Just saying.
1: Just saying. I I just, I just can't. I mean, all this stuff has just been really hard to watch and really hard to look at. So back a few weeks ago, remember uh, listeners, we told you all that, you know, season two was delayed mostly because, uh, well, it, it, it was not mostly, it was because I was, managing my mental health and things of that nature. So I took a week off of social media. Now that I came back to social media, I regret it. Like, there are parts of me that absolutely regrets getting back on Instagram and Facebook because I'm like, this is the cradle of idiocy. Like, y'all are idiots. (laughs) Y'all are absolute (laughs) idiots. It makes, it, it bothers my mind. Like, especially on the shade room where... There was just a debate because T.S. Madison was like, look, I did not watch the Dave Chappelle special. I'm not watching the Dave Chappelle special from what I hear. This is an affront to me as a person because I'm a trans woman. I just don't want to see it. But if y'all try to run up on me, you can get done up because I always stay strapped. So she said that on her Instagram. The Shave Room reposted it because of course the Shave Room likes to get the, the people rowdy, right? Mm-hmm. So you should have seen the comments. Oh, the comments were absolutely abhorrent and disgusting. And and you can only imagine what the shade Room can produce in the comment section, right? So then we fast forward to this Kyrie Irving situation where they're like, if women... I mean, the, the Uncle Luke situation where he says, if women get to choose what they do with their body, why can't Kyrie Irving? And these same people who were, oh, T.S. Madison, you're not a woman. You don't know what it means to be a woman and all this other kind of stuff like that. And real women, da 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 and real women, da 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 da, da this and this and this and that. But then when you have a person who is Uncle Luke, a womanizer, <laughs> a man who in the 90s, up into the early 2000s, objectified women to the utmost, y'all are siding. With Uncle Luke about reproductive justice. It makes no sense. Are you defending womanhood or are you against womanhood? Or is it that you're choosing to defend womanhood against what you believe is not womanhood, which is an anti-trans sentiment under all, a homophobic sentiment overall, inside of an Uncle Luke to be Um, Shoot, the word just slipped out of my mind. Just to be heteronormative and and, and, and masculine adjacent, right? Like you want to be on the pick me side where it's like, oh, well, Uncle Luke said that makes sense to me. No, Uncle Luke, what Uncle Luke said is an affront to reproductive justice. That is an affront to womanhood. (laughs) But yeah, you were just defending womanhood against a trans woman who you didn't think was worthy enough of womanhood. But now you're diminishing womanhood for some nigga on the streets. I'm sorry. I, got, I had to say it. I just, I'll get my ration. I'll, I'll do one N-word per, per show. I'm going to try to diminish myself to none. But just this one. I had to use it in there because this was the filler I had to use, Right. And so I'm like, (laughs) you are y'all are sick. Man, I I just don't understand. So yeah, I don't understand. I mean, max toxic
0: masculinity is like so evasive. It is. Right. It's so evasive and and so many forms of of our life, of our thought processes. Um, and that's why, like, you don't have to be a man to be no in that regard, right? And there's so many women who t- who take on mm-hmm. that. Um, and I don't know why to defend the likes of Luke's and to attack our, our trans community, yeah. particularly Black trans oh, women. Like, yeah. I just don't. It's just, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And it was one of the reasons why, for me, I had to take a step back and really start looking and listening to what people were saying about how they truly felt about Dave Chappelle's yeah. stand-up special, right? Cuz when I first saw it, to be perfectly honest, I didn't see nothing. Wrong. Okay. And plus, I'm a comedy dude. I feel like everybody can get it in comedy. Mm -hmm. So That's just how I always felt. And I felt he was, I thought he did a great job explaining why he was doing this and and really trying to prove his point. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I read a really great article yesterday, like Dave Chappelle proved his point right, but it might not be what he was actually intending to prove, right? right? Like, he's always been for black male masculinity. Right. Like, that's always what he has always Mm -hmm. stood upon. And that's what this whole special shows Mm -hmm. is like. It's not really about trans communities or get, or the LGBTQ plus community. Because mm-hmm. right? he even says in the special, like, I'm jealous of the LGBTQ plus
1: community. Mm-hmm.
0: He's like, I'm jealous because of the progress y'all have made in mm-hmm. less time than we've made as Black people, mm-hmm. right? For rights, right? So, like, I really have to check myself because there were just so many people, people that I respect and opinions I respect mm-hmm. who vehemently, vehemently was like really against the special. Mm-hmm. Um, so um I listen to those, yeah. right? And I make so I was like, all right, I, I hear your point. I get it. I see where you're coming from. Uh but there's so many people who can't do that. They're just like mm-hmm. go go all out and just bash and hurt other people mm-hmm. when that's people's point, right? Is like in your effort to defend Dave Chappelle, you are continuously mm-hmm. victimizing this community. Exactly. Right, right. Yeah. And, And it's like, I had to see it from that perspective. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't defend Dave without victimizing that community. Right. Like, I can't. They're two in the same at this point. But what I will say, Mm -hmm. as it relates to Netflix and all of these suspensions and firings that are happening, right, I am on the side of Netflix on these. Okay. Right? So the the people who got suspended Mm -hmm. in the trans community Mm -hmm. for barging in to an executive level meeting Mm -hmm. you deserve to get suspended Mm -hmm. that's like me busting into my president's meeting because i didn't agree something agree with something that the president said i'm not invited to it i crash it and i cause a disruption
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah you can't bust into your boss's meeting like you
1: can't Mm -hmm.
0: like y'all can't like there's other ways to protest unless your voice be Mm -hmm. heard busting into your boss's meetings that you're not invited to high level Mm -hmm. meetings Suspended. And then there was another person who was fired for leaking like information from Netflix. Yeah. You can't do that either. You can't yeah, steal information from your company and share it with the world.
1: So like, I wouldn't go. The, these two are not. Exclusive. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as to say I am on Netflix <laughs> side because I'm not. Um, I will always side <laughs> with uh, with trans women, especially when trans women say like this is an affront to my right to exist. And so that's why I have not watched the Dave Chappelle special, because for me as a cisgender male who is a part of the LGBTQ community, I'm just tired of seeing my sisters get denigrated. I'm tired of seeing my sisters get shat on by everyone and killed by everyone. And so when they say this is an affront to my, my humanity, I'm going to believe them, because when I say this is an affront to my blackness, I want other black people to believe me. And I want people to believe me. And so I practice that with my trans sisters. When my trans sisters say, this is not okay. I'm like, you know what? I'm riding with you. I roll with you. And so I have not watched the Dave Chappelle comedy special only because what I don't want to do is I don't want to trigger myself into a situation where I'm like, this ain't funny. And now I'm sitting here regretting watching this or whatever have you, because you know I have, trans sisters out there who i know and who i don't know but i care about and this may not be the most appropriate thing to do or whatever have you and to be quite honest i'm also just tired of our community being the butt of jokes right like i I don't (laughs) think that it is the shit is funny anymore like we have proved (laughs) on multiple levels our humanity is real we have proved beyond the shadow of a doubt that we just because you all don't understand or you don't know why we exist or why we exist the way we do, that does not mean that we cannot coexist with you. Right or that we don't have the right to coexist with you, and so I just get tired of my community getting shat on, and so that's why I have not watched the Dave Chappelle special because I'm like, if you're going to make this about the LGBTQ community, then it needs to be something that uh, that is uplifting, something that supports us. Maybe you can support uh, a trans, um, you know, shelter or a, a nonprofit or organization that supports trans rights and things of that nature. Like, do us that favor if you're going to do this, and so. That's why I'm like, nah, I'm good. And then with regard to Netflix suspending those women, the administrator in me knows, now I'm not on Netflix side, but what I will say is the administrator in me knows, yes, I cannot go up in a board meeting and I cannot go up into you know, my boss is this or that and in, in protest because there are repercussions. I have the right to do it, yes, but there are also actions that can be taken against me and actions that can be taken against my right to do those things. Um, as well as leaking sensitive documentation from the company, right? Like that's proprietary rights that you are now violating. And so, yes, there are consequences to some of those things. And so people need to be mindful of that. Like the debate should not be like whether it was right or wrong, because I feel like it, I feel like a choice was made, right? Like a choice was made. We're going to go up in here. We're going to do this. We're going to be heard. We're going to be seen. Yes, but then Netflix also had a choice to make as well with regard to, you know, whether, because you're still an employee. And so they had a choice to make <laughs> with, with regard to your employment as well. Um, and, and whatever the outcome is, is whatever, you know, the employer dictates is appropriate. Um, and what is that, and what's legal, right? Um, so they have the, the right to take action against you as an employee. But I think you have to make a decision whether you want to deal with those consequences. And I think those sisters were like, look, we're gonna deal with these consequences whatever they come, whatever come, but we're gonna have our voice heard. And so I, I applaud those sisters, but I also see, you know, Netflix's reaction to that, um, which is mm-hmm. a creative action that's solely about the business um, and taking the feelings out of it. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So and that's what I mean when I'm on Netflix. Yeah.
0: As the administrator, mm-hmm. like that's that's the side that I send on. Um and I might so mm-hmm. there's a couple yeah. things, right? And throughout all this like this is a very layered very layered yeah um situation oh, right sure. and like the the netflix president or ceo he was like the reasons why we're not taking this down because there's always things on netflix that people don't agree with like and for me i don't watch you right everybody loves netflix you, mm-hmm. you know why i don't watch you because i have somebody who's close to me who has been stalked and been yeah. harmed by a stalker. Yeah. But Soon as You comes on is one of the most watched mm-hmm. series on Netflix. And there's always something on there. Yeah. I was I listened to Netflix as a joke on Series XM, mm-hmm. and the jokes about this pr- woman was joking about sleeping with the women, or not women, but kids and being a oh. pedophile.
1: Oh, hell no. Mm mm.
0: Right, like there's so many things on Netflix that people don't agree Mm-mm.
1: with,
0: right? And it's like you, yeah. you, you, you use your personal agency right. to choose yeah. not to watch, yeah, right. No, mm-hmm. so, if you are, you don't have to watch these things. Right. That's the that's the beauty of streaming. There's millions of things being streamed right now. You can pick and choose what you want to watch. Yeah. Now, does it make? What they say, right at the end of the day, no. Mm-hmm. But trust me, if all these people in the world stop watching that special, mm-hmm. it won't be on the top ten list. Gotcha. It will fade and disappear like all of those other algorithms. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. That's how you got to use. I got to be able to do those right. things. But so yeah, it's it's super convoluted. Yeah, it is. Um, But I I understand why people are mad at, at the Dave Chappelle special. I completely get that. I completely... And I see it, right? I've, I've read enough. I did my own research. I did my own checking on myself. once, yeah, I said, once again, When I first saw it, as a heterosexual cisgender man, I was like, oh, Dave Chappelle explained itself in this one. Like, that's how I took okay. it. <laughs> but I'm not
1: in that community. The community didn't yeah. take it that way.
0: So it don't matter how the hell I took it. It don't matter how
1: I see it. And, and I may... Like, my, my partner has challenged me to watch it. I may... Um, just to get, um, you know, one of the things that he pointed out, he was like, you know, Jarrell, in all the things that you do, I, I love that you research stuff uh, in depth before you formulate an opinion about it. And so with this, I think you're formulating an opinion without actually doing the research, which is to watch the documentary or whatever have you or whatever it is the show. And, and, and... in. <sighs> as much as it well no 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 no. let me not dig a hole for myself um yes yes. (laughs) I, I, i i love to say you're right baby i do i love i love to say that he's right and so what i'll do is i will challenge myself to watch it but uh just just for you know my own personal research just so i can see what's actually going on um and then i may not watch it on netflix though i may try to find something else to watch it on um just so i don't boost the Whatever it is. There's so many ways to to even watch Netflix content, not on Netflix. So yeah, I may do that. I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Who knows? Right?
0: Who knows? But once again, people, y'all have choices. For sure. For sure. Y'all have choices. You can turn the channel. You and y'all knew what it was about when y'all clicked it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's done it for like four straight Mm -hmm. specials. Y'all, y'all knew what it was about. Yeah, before. Sure. Um, so, but, I, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I don't really know. There's really no great transition mm-hmm. to to talk about Jelani.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: I feel like we we definitely need to provide space to have this conversation on Jelani. Yeah. Um, because as I say his name, mm-hmm. there are I guarantee there'll probably be listeners like, "Who is Jelani?" Yeah, right. And that's the very sad, unfortunate part about all of this because if I say Gabby Petito,
1: mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure more listeners know. I'm, I'm so glad yeah. we don't have a a a, a a a streaming thing right now because <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. Whatever I want to say.
0: We'll live stream one day, but not today. <laughs> so, um, you, you, you want to break down and inform the listeners who may not be aware of who Jelani Day is and why we're bringing him? Yeah,
1: up. so Jelani Day is a young man from uh Illinois who was found in the Illinois River, um, on uh, back in uh, well, well, recently, okay. Um, his mom was, you know, adamant that, you know, the police department, um, the local police department search for, you know, her missing son, because she had last spoke to him on August 23rd. And it's not like, it, she, you know, his mom mentioned, it's not like Jelani not to, you know, call me or text me every day. And so she was worried because he had just gone off to grad school and, you know, he was, you know, dealing with, uh, some anxiety and stuff like that. And so it was just, you know, that, that that first year transition, and especially that first year transition into grad school, is really rough. Um, you're, an, you're older, you know, you just graduated from college, you met most of the friends that you'll meet for the rest of your life in college, and you're now transitioning away from them, and so you are in a space where you're like, okay, I got to start over again a little bit, like this transition may be something that is uh, a little bit difficult. So Jelani was last heard from his mom on August 23rd. On August 24th, uh, he was spotted on some cameras uh, near the campus um, at a dispensary, um, you know, going, minding his business, handling his business with his, you know, uh, medical stuff. All right. Um, taking care of his medical needs at that dispensary. All good and fine. Um, and then his mom put out a um, put out a missing person report when she didn't hear from him by August 25th. And so. Fast forward to a few weeks ago, Jelani's body was discovered in the Illinois River, right? Um, and first, there were reports that, you know, this was a modern-day lynching, a modern-day Emmett Till situation, because there were some news outlets or, or some uh, bloggers and some media outlets, is what I'll call them, reporting that Jelani's body was discovered with no organs, that his lower jaw was sawed off, that his genitals were flayed um, and that came, while I'm not exactly sure what is the truth about all that stuff, what I will say is that the the actual coroner for the county that Jelani was found in did report to the Chicago Tribune that those reports about his organs being missing and things of that nature were not true but his organs were severely damaged by being in that river for so long for his body being in the river for so long because his body was in the river for you know nearly a month um and so it liquefied you know his, his his organs um you know if if a body is dead and decomposing and it's in water um it does you know naturally bloat um as it would and you know coupled with the moisture in the water um it just makes a really bad situation so jelani was um identified through dental records, which put me in the mindset that, okay, you know, when they said that his jaw was sawed off, well, I, I don't believe that's true if he was identified by dental records, unless it was his upper jaw that they were identifying him with. But, um, but, but who knows? Um, and I, I, I don't know what the, the true story is. What I do know is that, you know, this young man deserves some form of justice. His mom is, His uh, his chapter of uh, his fraternity. I'm not going to say the fraternity, um, but he is a member. He is a member. No, uh, let me stop. uh, He is a member of Omega (laughs) Psi Phi Fraternity, Incorporated, and his undergraduate chapter is doing a petition along with his mom to you know have the FBI look into this uh, situation, which I support wholeheartedly. And I wish I would have saw it because I would have signed that too because this doesn't sound right at all um you know for this young man to go off to and i forget what the 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 institution was that he was at um can you help me out jeff it was was it illinois state or illinois yeah, state he he went to illinois state yeah it was illinois yeah. state um um so yeah he he came from alabama a&m um and so you know he he went to illinois state he took his grandfather's car that he refurbished Um, and, you know, brother was on top of things, right? He was even a a pre-med, he was a med student. And so, you know, brother, you know, at 25 years old had it going on for himself. Um, And so people are wondering why, what happened, right? Um, and, and, And the reality of the situation is, while we may not know what happened now, I think what is best is that the FBI get involved because I think that, uh, local law enforcement, when I when I watched a video of the local law enforcement in Illinois' uh, press conference, one of the things that I noticed about the officer who was uh, d- conducting the press conference is he had a smirk on his face the entire time. And he had this nonchalant attitude about how he presented the findings of the, uh, of the situation. And that put me, that didn't put me at ease at all. It put me in a mind space that Not that someone knew something or that they knew what was going on, because I can't say that. But what I I can say is, if this this is a devastating situation, you handle it with care. You handle it with reverence. And that reverence and that care was not seen. I didn't see that. And so that leads me to believe that throughout this investigation that y'all are now responsible for, you're not going to handle Jelani's situation with, with reverence or care. And that bothers me.
0: So, for me, yeah. right, if you were to Google mm-hmm. Jelani Day CNN, the last article you will see is September twenty-fourth. Mm. Google Gabby Petito mm. CNN, three days
1: ago. Mm-hmm. Right?
0: So, so, all that is to say, right, mm-hmm. I am not optimistic mm-hmm. that we will ever find out what happened to Jelani. Right. Day. Because there's not the same hysteria, mm-hmm. not the same coverage right. for this young man, right? 25 year old black yeah. man who, which makes it scary, right? It's, did we do all the things right? right. Did all the things right? Went to college, we right. graduated. Now, he had graduate school, getting a medical degree, like living that quote unquote American dream, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, doing all those things to somehow mysteriously Mm -hmm. an hour away from where you live, found it over. And it took your mom pleading and using the coverage of Gabby Petito Mm -hmm. to, to get them to even really start searching for you to begin with.
1: Right. All right.
0: it's you know it's, it's scary. It's heartbreaking. It's sad, <clears throat> and it's sad that the news that we get is always false, right? And it causes hysteria, you know. Because I read the same thing a, f- a few days ago, right? Like, oh, missing organs, mm-hmm. right? And of course, you know, all all the black social media sites are, are pushing this misinformation out to where the mom had to be like, no, that's not true. Yeah. Like, that's not true. Yeah, right. Let's, let's stick to the facts and let's not distract from what we really need to be doing yeah. is getting answers for why my son was, found, yeah, found mm-hmm. in the river. Right? I know they're re- requesting another autopsy because I don't think there was a cause of death determined. All mm-hmm. right, I don't think there was a cause of death determined. Yeah. Um, which that needs to be done. yeah that's interesting to figure out how did this young man die? Like how did this young right. man die? Right. you and know what's so funny? I know his body was decomposing in the yeah. water, but I've seen them exhume bodies yeah. 20 years later and find the cause of death.
1: right. So what I found interesting though is they don't know the cause of death yet, but they already have a toxicology report that states that he had THC in the system. And I'm like, okay, yeah, he was last seen at a medical marijuana dispensary. He had, which means he has a medical marijuana license and or card, and so that may be something medicinal for his medicinal needs. Um, marijuana is great for anxiety, especially in a medical form, you know, like uh, in pills and things of that nature. And so that may be, you know, what he had. Um, and, and and it's hard to transition into, you know, a, a graduate school. But regardless of whether he, regardless of whether he had a medical <laughs> Certificate or whatever have you. Anyway, so what? <laughs> Who killed It's dog? the same. It's the same media
0: bullish yeah. that we always get when there's a black yep. victim. Let's find something in their history yep. to demonize yep. them, right? It was the same thing with Trayvon yep. Martin, okay. right? Oh, he had traces of marijuana in the system. Oh, Who God. gives a flying? Mm? So what? Who cared? That didn't lead to George Zimmerman murdering that young man, murdering that child. Let's say child. He wasn't even a young man. Murdered that yeah. child, right? So who cares that Jelani Day had marijuana system? I just read a report of, of college students, and there is more marijuana usage in the last two years amongst college students, which are mainly yeah. white men and white women. Then there are people of color. Let's get that right off the bat, right? So everyone smoking mm-hmm. weed. Everyone smoking yeah. weed. It isn't. I know y'all like to try yeah. to make that the black drug or whatever it is. Mm. There's more white people that smoke weed than black people. If you look at so per capita, absolutely. So let's let's dead. Yeah. It doesn't matter what was in the system. I don't We're care if he had candy. heroin. Yeah. I don't care if he had heroin and cocaine in his. It doesn't matter yeah. what was in the system. He was murdered and his body was dumped in That's river. it. That's it. That is the story. That's all that matters. A young, educated black man was murdered and dumped in a river, and we need to find out why. The same energy we're putting in for Gabby Petito, mm-hmm. and trust me, I feel for those I parents, did. their daughter was choked to yep. death by someone who claimed to love her. So once again, mm-hmm. back to that all y'all loving that dumb Netflix show you mm-hmm. uh, that happens to real people, and real people get murdered all by the people time. who claim they love mm-hmm. them all the time, and that's unfortunately happened to Gabby Petito. Mm-hmm. But I am a Investigation Discovery, Code Case, Crimes, TV
1: mm-hmm.
0: nerd. I watch oh, yeah. it all. You know what's on my app right now for the from Investigation Discovery okay. Channel? It's a special report on Gabby Petito. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to see a special report on Jelani nope. Day.
1: Nope. You're not. No. Right?
0: right. And it is, well, you know, what has been coined as what? Missing white woman yep. syndrome. We're getting podcasts on Gabby mm-hmm. Petito. The case ain't even closed. They not right. even found the dude who's living out wherever he's living in the woods. Yep. Right. I, Hiding from, I haven't even found yep. him yet, but there's already TV specials, podcasts, all these things. And all Jelani Day' mother
1: is asking at this point is just to find out why her baby died. Why? Why? Just why my baby died. And I I feel I feel some kind of way. Like you mentioned Trayvon Martin, like I I have to say this: hearing that footage from the the case, uh, from the trial, where Trayvon is screaming for his mother to help him, that still haunts me to this day. And that happened so many years ago, right? It still haunts me. I still hear Trayvon's voice screaming, help me, to his mother as this man is killing him, right? I can only imagine what Jelani's mom is going through right now. My mother, you know, she she told me one time, she I was like, well, what is it like to, you know, really be a parent? Because we were joking because my I'm the only one of my siblings that does not have kids and I don't want kids because I've raised my brother and sister. So I got kids. We got kids, right? <laughs> um, and I've said that time and time again. But, I asked my mother one time. I was like, "All right, so what it is, what what is it like to have kids? You know what I'm saying? Especially like raise me and stuff like that." She was like, "It is literally like allowing pieces of yourself to run free." She's like, "I can't protect y'all all the time." She was like, "Y'all are me. You know, y'all are parts of me, and I love y'all. I don't know where y'all at half the time. I I can't protect y'all. I can't, you know, be there to uh, defend you or anything like that. Now that all of you all are adults." Uh, She's like, it's literally like having pieces of you running free. And for that mother to have to experience a piece of herself die in that way, that is not okay. And Jelani's not her only child, right? But they were close. And, and, I mean, even if they weren't close, that's still her child. I can only imagine what that mom is going through. Like the heartbreak that she has right now because one of her children is gone. She can never get that back. And to show like
0: how much she cared and loved her son, right? Literally, she was like, I haven't heard him from my son. in A day. Something's wrong. Something, right. Like, and it's like, I'll put that in the context of me and my mm-hmm. mom's like relationship. I, like I love my mom to death. She loves me to death. We have no issues yeah. there. But I don't talk to my mom me every either. day. I haven't talked to my mom since last Sunday. Me
1: either.
0: <laughs> right? So me if, either. it's not funny, but if if I was to go missing, yeah. my mom wouldn't know for at least damn near a week or two. Yeah. Cause she's gonna be like, huh, I haven't talked to my son. Mm-hmm. Right. So the fact that it only took a day and she was like, Yo, something something's wrong. This is not normal. This is not something's wrong. <laughs> Right. We literally laughed a couple weeks ago. Kelly Price was like, yo, I ain't talked to my mom in a month. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> we just said this. Uh-huh. Right?
0: Yeah. So I can't. I've seen mothers have to bury their children. Oh my okay. god. Right? I've seen it. Um and the pain in their voice. I mean, I have a close family friend. She's never been the same after burying her 19-year-old son. Never been mm-hmm. the same. Never been the same. Her life spiraled, and that was her only yeah. kid, her only child. It's heartbreaking. It's sad. So the reason for bringing it up here is to to let you all know that there is a young black man who was murdered, and there is very little attention being paid to this case, not only by the media, but even by our mm-hmm. own. Unless it's juicy material. Unless his organs was harvested. That's when everybody wants to jump on like, the story.
1: Oh, this is sick. And not, Well, the sick part about it is not organs. It's the fact that the young man is not alive. That's the story. Not alive. And no one knows no why. No one knows why. And, and then what makes it even sicker is the fact that his mother now has to carry that grief of Her child, who looks just like her, Jelani looked just like his mom, Carmen. I mean, in every if if you took his mom's hair off, that's Jelani, (laughs) right? They look just alike. Mm -hmm. Like to to see someone who 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 carries your whole face and not have them here with you anymore, and have to bury your child—a piece of you—that is gut wrenching. That is—I can't even—I can't imagine. I can't. imagine. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. I mean, I, I when when Kobe yeah. died,
0: and obviously, like Kobe mm-hmm. was a very big part of my life. Like re- he was that guy yeah. to me. Um, so I I did cry, yeah. right? But what made me absolutely break down, what to the point where I couldn't change my daughter's diaper. Was looking at my daughter Mm -hmm. and knowing that in his final moments, looking at his daughter and knowing he can't protect her. Oh, my God. That's scary. That is so scary knowing that my job, Mm -hmm. right, is to protect my kids. And in this moment, I know I can't Mm -hmm. and I know what the outcome is about to be like. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I can't even. I can't change my dad. I, like I literally have to, like, yo, you need to come yeah. get her. I'm about to drop yeah. her. Like I can't even look at her right now because I can't imagine that, like, that pain of just knowing I'm about to lose my daughter and I can't do nothing right. about it, or waking up and my daughter's not there. Oh my well, god.
1: Well, just to lighten up the mood a little bit, if you drop Carmen, boy, she's gonna come up and probably smack your ass. <laughs> Keep hearing in the background a little bit. I'm like, that has to be Carmen because <laughs>
0: <laughs> she is. <laughs> yo, she uh. <laughs> She so we have my in laws today and she's driving my she's driving them crazy. So she fell in love with the Halloween before Christmas. Uh and there's this This is Halloween song. So she's had that song
1: playing on repeat for like two straight days. So I haven't really so, been here. And now she's on the Halloween
0: She's on this song. Yeah. And and because they I mean their grandparents, right? Grandparents they give they great. They give their grandbabies everything. And will do anything for their grandbabies. So they just keep playing this song over and over. I'm like, y'all don't have to play it. Mm-hmm. Like she will get over it. You don't have to play that's this. That, like, I don't want her to that's cry. How
1: you. grandparents <laughs> work? Just, just like that's how grandparents but, work, dog. They are but, different.
0: You, if I was, you. they treat they treat their grandbabies so differently. It's <laughs> when you when you do-
1: if your well, let's say if your daughters want to have children because it's their choice, right? Mm-hmm. If your daughters want to it's have their children, their choice
0: no matter what that's going, stage, going to stage
1: be stage. you you're going to spoil the hell out their kids you're going to be that teddy bear grandpa uh, but I, i'm already speaking it into existence something about being a grandparent <laughs> changes people i don't know what it is i will never have to because i don't want to but <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm
0: different i i there's a lot of things where people thought would change about me because I have daughters that haven't. They're like, dog, I don't understand you. Like, yo, I'm my own person. Like, I'm one of one. Like, I'm one of one. So we'll see. We'll see, you know, 30 years down the road. I'm pushing it off 30
1: years down the road. <laughs> we'll see well, what like happens. cast is a show and all that kind of stuff like that. We're going to talk about it on the show. What's <laughs> happening? Right? So
0: we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, man. Um, we got, like... Four minutes before we hit that hour marker, in which you try to get to keep the shows. Yeah. Under. Uh, you want to you want to drop an uh, educated or foolish? Yeah. Real quick.
1: So um so transitioning off this Jelani Day situation um once again you know paying reference to Miss Carmen uh Day uh we we love you we appreciate you and everything that you do for your family and your son um and this podcast supports you and your efforts to bring justice to your son. So transitioning off of that, uh, we're gonna go into our Segment for the week that we call educated or foolish. Okay, so this week I have some questions for Jeff. Uh, So last week he asked me some questions. This week I'm going to ask Jeff some questions about social media commentary, things of that nature. uh, All the foolishness that has been happening throughout the week. So my questions for Jeff this week is all right. So we're going to start with oh goodness, we're going to start with Nicki Minaj again. As I started last time with good old Saint Nick, okay? So, (laughs) Nicki Minaj, once again, is making waves this week for defending uh, Jesse Nelson. So, this was last week, sorry. Um, Once again, she was making waves for defending Jesse Nelson, uh, formerly of Little Mix right so if you all don't know who jesse nelson is that's the girl who spells it j-e-s-y like Jeezy or whatever have you i don't know what this spelling is she got going on that ain't how i know jesse to be spelled but whatever so jesse nelson was once a part of little mix who was they were on this british show that's equivalent to the x factor right and so little mix was apparently like this hot little girl group okay so um Anyway, going back to the question, um, once again, she's making waves this week for defending Jesse Nelson, formerly of Little Mix, who has now apparently become a black woman, okay? Even though she was born a white woman. Um, Nikki said, people get mad at her for doing what we do. We wear blonde hair and color contacts, etc. cetera, so why can't Jessie be herself? Jeff. Jeff. Yeah. Nikki said this on a live stream. With Jesse Nelson on it, to her fans, who are the Barb's, right? Most of our fans are the Barb's. She said, "You know, if we can wear blonde hair, colored contacts, and things of that nature, why can't Jesse be herself?" And I just want to know if this is educated or foolish for Nikki to say. Foolish, <laughs> because she's not being. She's herself. not. She's not. Thank you. Not. Not. Right. She's she's not being not she's not right
0: to equate wearing wigs or dyeing your hair blonde. Black people stop putting in blue contacts. You look scary. Yeah, right, okay. um, <laughs> like to equate that to just like cosmetic looks it's completely different for how I'm looking cosmetically mm-hmm. and this for this night for this event for whatever I'm doing myself mm-hmm. up for. Versus I am about to change my pigmentation mm-hmm. so I can live life as a black woman? That's mm-hmm. foolish. That's foolish. Mm-hmm. right? While we are on this show and we support our trans community in 2021,
1: there is no transracial. No, there is none. And, and being transracial is, is trans antagonistic. Let's be very clear. That is not what trans identity so, means.
0: <laughs> so you can't take it and run with it and be like, "Well, I feel like I'm black, so I'm just gonna become black." It doesn't, doesn't work that, that way. way. You can't. You just you can't do that. It's foolish. I'm not even gonna go deeper. And, and you know who you know who made it that way? White people it's made it that stupidity. way. Stupidity. And once again, it's Nicki mm-hmm. Minaj, another black yep. person using their platform to spread stupidity. Yeah. Uh, Why Kyrie Irvin is worried about microchips? I'm worried about our celebrities were placed here on this planet to make our make us all dumb. It,
1: it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Um, I, I just don't get it. Right? Like she was born a white woman. She's she's very uh, a very um, pale white woman. Long bones. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. Looks <laughs> like I was, we lost Jerell for a little bit. So we are gonna end the pot there. We already over an hour. I want to thank you all for listening to us. Um, so from Jeff and Jarrell, once again, need you all to like us, share us, rate us, review us. And we'll be back next Monday with another episode. If you have anything you would like us to talk about on the educated or foolish segment, go ahead. DM us on Instagram. It's educated fool underscore podcast, Instagram, Instagram, same same thing for the email go ahead send us something we love to hear from y'all we want you to engage till next week we out